0: and book your audit today.
1: Today, we have a very special guest, Michelle Barnum-Smith. Michelle builds and consults e-commerce and Amazon sellers on how to leverage the power of Facebook Messenger bots to grow their businesses.
2: Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Flowium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Flowium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Email Einstein. Alisa and Vera here with a very exciting episode for you today. Before we do get started, we are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Flowium. We are super passionate about email marketing, and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Flowium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full-service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients and our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50 percent and that is right you heard it right it's 50 not 15 five zero percent deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment that's what we're all about here at Flowium. And without further ado, Vera, please let us know what we're going to be talking about today because I'm excited.
1: Oh, I'm so excited about this podcast. I have like gazillion different questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, today we will be talking about bots, about Facebook Messenger bots specifically. And if you guys are in e-commerce, and probably you are, if you're listening to this podcast, if you are in e-commerce, you've probably heard it a lot. Bots are the future and i would strongly disagree with this statement because bot powered commerce is already our modern day reality it's it's here it's booming and here are some mind blowing numbers according to business insider the chatbot market size is projected to grow from 2.6 billion in uh, 2020 to 9.4 Holy billion moly. dollars by 2024. That's an annual growth rate of 29 percent. Oh oh 29.7. So yes, bot-powered commerce is already here. It's already our modern day reality. That's why I'm super excited about our guest today. So if you're still wondering whether or not your e-commerce business should create a bot, you are asking the wrong question. Today, we have a very special guest, Michelle Barnum-Smith, who we will ask um, all the right questions about bots and specifically about Facebook Messenger bots. Uh, Michelle builds and consults e-commerce and Amazon sellers on how to leverage the power of Facebook Messenger bots to grow their businesses. And when we reach out to ManyChat, and this is basically the platform that we will be talking about, they were like, oh, she's like the girl if you have the questions, and go to her directly. So, Michelle, we're super happy to have you here today. How's it going? Hey, ladies. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Cool. We have like a little... Set of quick blitz Q and A, like blitz questions, just to get to know you better before we go um, into some juicy questions about um, (laughs) messenger bots. But before that, Alyssa, let's play my favorite game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michelle, we're gonna start the blitz Q and A. It's just like a little warm up, so no pressure. (laughs) Before we get to the real questions, just give us the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Number one, Facebook or Instagram? Oh, man. Okay, Instagram. Number two, Amazon or Shopify? Amazon. Number three, is Santa real? Yes. <laughs> number four, fall or spring? Spring. Okay, number five, dogs or cats?
3: Oh, man, I have a dog and three cats. Oh, my so. gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick your favorite. Two of them are kittens, and oh, my goodness. They're so cute, but... uh uh dogs for companionship cats for uh they're they're a lot less maintenance (laughs) than dogs okay
2: i'll take it i'll take it chocolate or vanilla Oh, chocolate coffee or tea Mm, hot chocolate oh (laughs) yes that is a great answer that would be my answer too that is like the most Utah answer yeah (laughs) i know i know right? right um okay and last one dating apps yay or nay well, I'm married, so nay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, now we get to the real questions. Here we go.
1: Um, I actually made Alisa ask that dating apps question because I found on your LinkedIn uh, that you were a dating coach for a while. Is that I love is correct? I love so tell us a bit about yourself and about uh, what do you do? What's your background? And how did you get... Um, into many chat like after being a dating coach for so long
3: well um yeah it's been a journey um so i actually did uh I, I actually have been doing marketing for 20 years, and I did corporate high-tech marketing for many of the Fortune 100 here in the United States, as well as some of the largest companies in the world. And that's where I started my career, and I did that for 12 years. And then, um, And in the course of that time, I was single, and I was on this round-the-world business trip where I had meetings... With China Telecom in shanghai and then um and then went to Europe to run some focus focus groups with Vodafone, and was doing all these things and at the end of that trip, I uh, happened to be in Paris, and it was my birthday, and I was completely single at that point in my life, and here I'd been on this like epic you know life experience, you know, <laughs> literally going around the world, uh, with my, uh, in my career. And here I was, you know, on my birthday in the most romantic city alone, completely romantically alone on my birthday. Right. And, uh, and I was staying like in this Marriott that was like on the Champs-Élysées. I could look out my window and see the Eiffel Tower. It was just so romantic. And so and it was the spring. And, um, which is a beautiful time to visit Paris. Um, and I just had this kind of like moment that was kind of a gut punch, you know, where I was like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I had this kind of like light bulb moment at the same time where I was like, I, you know, I'm 29. it It was my 29th birthday, which immediately made me mentally round up to 30 and 30 and being single uh, was never my plan. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to have gotten married and started a family by that point, but I uh, wasn't. <laughs> so I was staring <laughs> down the barrel of 30. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I just had this light bulb moment where I was just like, okay, I've just literally traveled the world, you know, building these marketing plans and the same kind of concepts um, applied over and over again, which is like, what is the product? Who is the audience? And then what is you know, how are we going to access that audience with the message of the product? Right. That's like marketing one-on-one. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if it can work around the world for pretty much any product, any geography, any audience, why couldn't it work for an individual? And for me personally, like, why can't I, you know, like use branding, targeting, and advertising to move the product that is me? And long story short, I did. And it worked. <laughs> I got married, and it was so funny. Because at my wedding reception, I had all these single friends coming through my my line, you know, and greeting me, and my husband, and being like, "How did you finally get married? You know, how did you finally do it? I.e., how can I do it too? You know." And and this kind of idea was born. And at the same time, I was still kind of like in my career and in this transition period, and I was like, you know what? Like, I really want to help my friends learn how to use marketing in their own lives because I'm a marketing professional, but they're not. And so, um, I started a marketing agency for like just businesses in general, but I also kind of just started this dating coaching business at the same time.
2: That is <laughs> so cool. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. And so I was like, on all, on all these TV shows because it's such like this unique idea and, uh, and got some people married. I don't have any babies
1: named after me yet. I don't know why that's not <laughs> the home now, will make uh, a movie about you, Michelle. Next Christmas, the Hallmark will make a movie about you. You'll see. <laughs>
3: that's right. That's right. And as fulfilling as that was, what I found was that like people didn't want to pay for something that they thought they could pray for or like mm. that the universe would just happen. Right. You know, like right. I was all about being proactive and like making things happen, you know, developing developing leads, right? And <laughs> and having like a CRM for your dating life. It was very effective. People who went through the program, they'd never dated more than they had uh like going through the program but at the end of the day i was just like you know i'm making more money like on the business the the b2b side than i am on the <laughs> trying to trying to get singles to uh, to date and get married so that was that was a pivot that i made in my business but i still um you know there's a lot of overlap in dating and uh, and in business cuz marketing marketing applies in both situations and it's all it's kind of creepily not creepy but eerily similar
1: we'll say yeah it's all about the conversion <laughs> how yeah. many you can take from that like initial initial meeting across the line right it's all about conversion yeah. you guys that's right that's right
2: wow that's i wish you still did that <laughs> i may i'm married but i i wish you still did that because i have i have a, a couple of friends that i could refer right over not in any way we're just like why why is this not happening for you yeah Yeah. Yeah. wow that's so smart that is super super smart Having the right communication between your brand and your audience is how you create meaningful connections,
3: building your brand's identity and reputation. Introducing Flowium's Brand Voice course. Create your voice, tone, and learn how to represent your brand across multiple channels. Find out more at flowium.com slash brand voice.
2: Okay. So you basically transition from Kind of like the dating the dating coach scene, essentially, where you were pretty much recreating what you had created for businesses on the, from a marketing standpoint for actual individuals when it came to their romantic life, essentially. So what was kind of the transition into ManyChat? And then also, can you kind of go into like what ManyChat Messenger bot actually is just for anyone who doesn't know who's listening?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the dating, the dating business was not for lack of opportunity, I would say in that I learned a lot about like building digital marketing funnels for my own business. And, um, and so then businesses were hiring me to build like click funnel funnels for them, membership sites, email marketing campaigns. You know, I was, I was building email campaigns that were like hundreds of emails deep, you know, and wow. very complex and one of my issues with those campaigns and those in those funnels is they were so complex. And they, you know, I have a client that would pay me this just grundles of money and we'd be building and working for like three to four months just to get the funnel up, you know. Right. And and I got really frustrated because then when the funnel was finally up, it was really difficult to actually identify, okay, well what are those breakdown points? What are the what are the, you know, like the there was no ease in optimization, you know, and being able to identify like where things are breaking down. Because you're in a million different tools and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was around that time that I saw my first chatbot in early 2017. It was my first, and it was a ManyChat chatbot. And if you guys aren't familiar or if your audience isn't familiar with ManyChat, ManyChat, spelled M A N Y C H A T, is a platform that makes building, at the time, specifically Messenger bots, really easy. And what Messenger bots are basically is kind of like a conversation that you can have with somebody and, and it like a one-on-one automated interaction. That's basically what it is. It's automated one-on-one communication. And I saw it in early 2017 and I was like, oh my gosh, I knew that that was going to be the future. And you're right, Vera, that is the future that we're living now, right? It has just exploded and taken off. And, um, and I was lucky enough to catch the wave early on and, and really establish myself as as an expert in the in the chatbot world and specifically i help e-commerce and amazon um amazon sellers specifically with chat marketing and understanding strategies and applications for many chat platform for their business
2: cool that's all so okay this is kind of bringing it back to like gosh early 2000s so is a many chat bot kind of like <laughs> don't laugh at me remember when like aim was a thing Is it kind of like smart child, but like smarter child because they're actually having like a conversation with you and there's like a marketing tactic behind it versus just like sending this random bot like messages about like, what's the temperature today or whatever it is? Well, I never.
3: I grew up in like rural America, so I never had uh, AOL. <laughs> back in day, so I really have no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can you can essentially with you know with chatbots in their simplest form, it can be like, okay, I'm going to type in a phrase, and it's not pure AI where it's like necessarily reading it. It might be looking for keyword phrases or just like buttons that people can choose to interact. But basically, it's a fun, kind of a fun, interactive experience that people can have with your brand uh, through Messenger.
1: Cool. Okay. So in a way, it's like it's similar to email marketing because you are still providing the information, but it's different in that way that it's more like a conversation. It's like a conversation on Facebook. And when we did it for our Amazon brand, actually, I've noticed that sometimes people even thought that that was like a real Person talking to them, you can like go through their responses and see that hey, yes, they do think that I'm a real support person and not a messenger bot. So that's that's great. So tell us a bit more about this messenger bot. Um, the many chat works only with. Facebook Messenger, right? Or with Messenger? Uh, not only. So
3: it, I mean, it used to be synonymous. When somebody would say ManyChat, they would mean Messenger and and vice versa. Messenger and ManyChat it used to be kind of like the Kleenex of the Messenger space. And it still is like the number one bot building platform for Facebook Messenger. But ManyChat um, as of earlier this year became an omni-channel platform. So now you can send emails and SMS and Facebook Messenger campaigns can all be integrated together. So for example, well, you could start a bro- you can send an SMS broadcast and then continue the conversation inside of messenger with all the kind of technical capabilities that, that messenger has and maybe somebody maybe you present an offer and maybe somebody doesn't click on that offer and after a certain period of time then you can follow up with an email email message you know or another sms message or even a, a messenger message so there's ways to kind of like integrate these channels together whereas you know last year it was it was just messenger based but now it's 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 quite it has several more channels built into it
1: and now when facebook is merging messenger and instagram chat features how will it affect you guys at many chat like what, oh, what will change
3: you know i like what's what's going to be interesting and what's going to what's going to happen across facebook's platforms. so facebook owns obviously facebook whatsapp messenger and Instagram and Facebook and Instagram are, you know, basically people are there to be entertained, you know, or to argue depending on the political season. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's why Facebook is not my favorite place right now, but WhatsApp and messenger are communication platforms and Instagram has a communication platform inside of it. The, the ability to DM if you will. Um, but, but what Facebook's going to do is basically merge the communication capabilities between WhatsApp, Messenger, and Instagram. So if you are communicating, and I do this all the time, or I'll like start a conversation with a friend on Instagram and then I'll message them later on Messenger. And if they have a WhatsApp, if we are on WhatsApp too, then maybe I'm like, you know, hitting them up on WhatsApp too. But those those are technically three separate conversations right now. Mm-hmm. Right? like they're not merged into one. And so what Facebook is doing is they're going to merge all those communication channels. The opportunity for what this looks like is really audience expansion and Messenger is already between WhatsApp and messenger. It's about access to about 3 billion people worldwide. And with WhatsApp specifically, WhatsApp is mostly like an outside of the United States communication tool. It's, it's predominant market share is, is Europe and Latin America. But I don't know if you girls are, or you ladies are familiar with WeChat in China. So yeah. WeChat is a massive communication platform yep, 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 yep. Um, in, in China. And so Facebook basically is like, we see you over there and we're coming for you. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's kind of like their game plan with, w- across their platforms. But, but Messenger is, is, is predominantly um, the largest chat-based communication platform
1: outside of China. Hey, I'm in Vancouver. I I had to download the WeChat to my phone just like to be able to go to those different places and communicate with different like Asian businesses. You know, like WeChat really? is like everywhere. Yeah, and UnionPay wow. is huge here as well. So it's like a payment system.
0: Wow, Asian that's really so, interesting. So yeah, so
1: Facebook is kind of trying to do the same, I guess. So yeah. tell us a bit more about email list building with a many chat um is it is it possible is it legal how can you grow your email list with a facebook messenger bot
3: I think this was one of the first things. This this literally was the first thing that opened my eyes to the power of chatbots in building building your email marketing. Because because once again, I came from like the funnel the funnel space where you have a landing page that you send people to, and you're you're getting their their name and their email information, and maybe sending them to a thank you page, and then having you what having them whitelist you inside of their email platform, and then coming back and clicking a maybe a confirmation email to you know uh, to to make sure that you're on their list correctly, and then they can come for, and then they receive whatever lead magnet it was, you know. So the opt-in process can be a little, the conversion. We'll just say the conversion rates are not necessarily very great for that, for the number of hoops that you have to jump through, and um, and obviously that's going to vary based on obviously the funnel and the campaign that you're building. But my first chatbot that I ever saw was basically you know a one-click opt-in to messenger and then I always ask for their email address immediately and what's really cool about about a messenger a messenger bot is that Facebook will populate the email address automatically that somebody has associated with their Facebook account. So, you know, oftentimes with like uh, like a lead generation campaign, people give you garbage email addresses. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and so what's great about this is that it's all people have to do, that email address is already there. All they have to do is tap it and then they're opted in. That's, that's you have their email address now uh, associated with their, with their messenger account and messenger ID. Same way with SMS information, quite frankly, like the, the phone number is, is associated with your Facebook account and and if people want to opt in for SMS messages, all they have to do is simply tap a button. And it's so easy and simple. I built a, a giveaway contest template in ManyChat, chat, and I'm happy to give it to you guys and you can give it to your audience. But basically it's, it's like a giveaway contest. You're giving away something attractive, hopefully something to, related to your brand. So you're attracting people who are actually interested in your products. And, uh, and then to get campaign entries, they have to jump through the hoops. What's your email address, you know, tap your email address, tap your, your, your phone number. And right. what's cool is that then you can build the campaign out to then, send them an email address to confirm, you know, send them an email or send them an SMS to confirm, okay, this is a legitimate account. You know, like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram. You can have them jump through all these hoops and then they ha- and then you truly have an omni channel experience where you're accessing somebody across all of your platforms, you know, the sexy stuff and it's fun and interactive and you can do some some cool conversational activities to
1: make it to make it fun. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't realize this how it works. Can you actually somehow Integrated with uh, Klaviyo, Clavio say?
3: Yeah, Clavio integrates direct is, has a direct integration with ManyChat. So what's really cool is that you can as soon as somebody taps their email address, you can have an action that connects that to a specific list in Clavio. And then whatever Clavio triggers you have in place for that, for that list can take over from there as far as the email experience
2: goes. Wow. Okay. So can, so does that mean that you can actually configure your chat bot to collect specific data and then it, it, because of the integration, and then you can, it can help you almost like create new segments and qualify your prospects based on their responses. Exactly.
3: Exactly. So imagine like lead sorting. I mean, I, I work in the e commerce space that I come from the B2B space, and the ability to like identify, like, hey, this is a really hot lead or this is a, you know, hot buyer and have some conditions in place that if, so for example, one of my first campaigns that I ever built was a quiz. And quizzes are great lead magnet tools for any any business, really. Everybody loves to learn about themselves. And this particular quiz was for um, curly hair. It's like determining... It was a a curly hair styling product. And I have really straight hair. So I was surprised to learn that there's like nine different curl types. And so this quiz was all about like, discover your curl type. And then you know, as people were going through the quiz where we're asking them about their hair porosity and, you know, how long it takes them to dry their hair and those sort of things. And we're able to tag people based on those responses and then have conditions in place that give them different outcomes and send them to different landing pages or add them to different campaigns based on their responses, right? And it would be so easy at the end of those experiences to then have an action step that adds them to a specific clavio email uh segment campaign based on okay, well you are a night you are like a, a two C. Okay, well then they're in the two C clavio campaign, you know? So oh it's sexy stuff.
2: Wow, this is like this is way okay. This is really cool because this does way more than what I had anticipated. And also I think it's, I think on like the consumer end and not necessarily like looking at it from a marketing perspective internally, you see those bots like come up from time to time and you're like, oh my gosh, whatever. And then you turn it off, but you don't really understand like its capability. And now I'm like, holy moly, the possibilities are endless. This is cool. And
3: I, and I think most people's experience, the bot, like the chatbots came from the support world. You know, like you go, you come to somebody's website and immediately like a chat bot pops up and it's so obnoxious. You know, sometimes it's helpful where you're like, I have an issue and I want this solved right now. Right. Um, I'm looking at you, uh, Comcast. Um, their chat bot
2: is great. Their, their bot is great,
3: you said? It is great. And it's native. It's not messenger based, but most, but, but that's where the chatbot like uh, world started was on, you know, it was on for, for customer support because providing one-on-one customer support for like simple, easy questions, f- frequently asked questions is like super expensive. And so chatbots were created to answer the dumb questions first. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it's not until they get escalated to, you know, to a live chat person that you actually speak to speak to a real human. Right. But so that's that's what most people's experience has been with chatbots. Has been that that support and that annoying and like, ugh. but marketing chatbots are a whole different world and a whole different beast. And they're so much fun. Um, to, from a as a marketer, and I'm sure like if you guys get your hands in there and, and and play around with it, you'd be like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is fun yeah. as a marketer. And then as a consumer, it's so much fun. You know, there's, there's always some like hesitancy and you can see that sometimes in, in conversion rates, depending on what, you know, from a Facebook ad to Messenger, you know, a Messenger bot popping up inside a Messenger. But you can tell that a lot of people are like, Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is interesting. You know, this is fun. And, uh, and you can definitely see those conversion rates happen inside of your flows and see, and see what's going on.
1: Wow. This conversation getting more and more interesting. Tell us more. (laughs) What else can you do uh, with many chatbots? Say, if I'm an e-commerce entrepreneur, I own Shopify store, can I actually recover some lost sales? Can I like target... Only customers who start the checkout process but leave before completing a transaction. Yes. So
3: Shopify and ManyChat are natively integrated, um, and so there's definitely some like abandoned cart campaigns that can be implemented, and and what we call growth tools, which are like the opt-in experience. So one of the you know you can have a typical pop-up on your website that is the you know opt-in spin the wheel to get you know to to get a discount, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know you guys all you've probably installed those, you know, like you know what those are. Uh, You can also have a customer chat experience on the website that is messenger based where you can, you can even have like a guided shopping experience with people. One of my first website based chat bots was with a supplement company. And I don't know if you're, like me, but like you walked into some like supplements, it's like I don't know what to buy here. I don't know what to get. Like, right. especially if they have like hundreds and maybe even thousands of products. Sometimes you need a guided sales process. And so what I built, the plot the the kind of bot that I built um, for this client was a, you know, tell us about your health concerns. And it was like a series of questions. You were able to narrow it down, narrow it down, and then and then basically be like, Okay, these are the best sellers in this category based on what it sounds like you're dealing with, and here's the link to the product, you know, and that can all
2: happen inside of the chat bot in the website. So that it's a little more of an interactive, well, you can utilize it more as like an interactive quiz where you feel like you're actually having a conversation with someone like you would in a store. Like, Hey, what are you looking for? What do you need X, Y, Z? And then you just continue filtering the... the the questions until you essentially know what exactly they need.
3: Oh, right. Exactly. And then there's, and then there's, you know, obviously Messenger is a a Facebook property, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's pixeling that happens. And so you can pixel people at different points in, um, in the chatbot itself. So if you want to do run retargeting ads or things like that, the cool thing though, about it is you really don't need retargeting ads because you have their actual information. You know, that Michelle Smith, looked at those shoes and clicked on, you know, clicked on that link, you now have me in an abandoned cart scenario. You would only need retargeting ads if I was truly super cold, you know, at that, you know, it's like, it's like the combination of, um, email list meets, I don't know, like, like social media kind of a thing where you actually know who the individual is. It's not the blind Facebook pixel sending you more ads. It's, It's much more targeted and much cheaper wow (laughs) that's the reality so uh yeah just just a few kind of possibilities that you can do
1: just with your e-commerce site with messenger yeah and the open rates and click-through rates are insane i i somewhere read that on like lower end the open rates are like 30 something percent and it can (laughs) go up to like 80 something percent when mm-hmm. with email marketing 2025 20, it's considered to be like a good solid open rate. So right. that's right. that's interesting. So how does it connect? I i'm still have like a lot of questions about like clavio and email marketing, and I'm a email marketing nerd here. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um So say if someone is going through the sequence like in Clavio and uh, then you will approach them from Facebook as well, say abandonment card. Will this abandon card sequence in in Messenger stop if I purchase something like from Clavio and vice versa? So do this like two systems, do they like work together or do you need to like to go and I don't know like manually change that?
3: No, because it's not it's not so much the systems working together, it's it's more about the systems being integrated with Shopify. Mm. So if the customer purchases, then that data is automatically updated across right. the native integrations. Okay. Now I get it. Thank you
2: very much. So the, so then the chat bot knows not to continue <laughs> the conversation about, hey, you should continue to make this purchase or whatever it is. All right. Because it's checking, it's checking that, you know, the status of gotcha. the purchase. That's so interesting. Wow. That's nuts. So what are like some, what, what are some like, Upselling and cross-selling strategies that that ManyChat would use. Like, what's like a? I mean, you don't have to give us like three examples, but like, what's like a solid example of like what that would look like? So it goes back and checks Shopify, and then would determine like what to upsell or cross sell to the to the consumer. That's, I mean, that that sort of thing isn't like
3: naturally built into ManyChat, but you would have that capability in ManyChat to build something out like that. So let's say that you have this, you know, you have this integration with Shopify. You're seeing that an order is placed, then, you know, then naturally you can send out a message saying, okay, your order's on its way, but would you like fries with that? You know, like, like while well, like you liked those shoes, but would you like the socks to go with it? You know, like, I think that the, that the, the, the opportunities for cross sell and upsell are limited to your own creativity because the, because the tools are in place and obviously the Shopify itself and in the checkout experience has its own, you know, upselling and cross-selling experiences that can be built out. Um, but in many chat, it's just like you know, there's autom- there's the automation side, and then there's the marketing side. And uh, and just like sending emails, you can also send messages and broadcasts and paid messages to your subscribers in ManyChat. And this is where kind of like the difference between email marketing and chat marketing diverge in how you use the platforms. Because I don't do drip marketing inside of ManyChat. It's something that I tried initially because I came from the email marketing world. Mm-hmm. But I, I found that what it did is that it neutralized uh, the response rates in chat marketing. And so what I use what I use chat marketing for is notification based communication. So if I have like a super hot deal that I'm running, if I am, if I have something that's super time sensitive, I'm going to send that out omnichannel through Messenger, through SMS, through email. But if I want to develop a relationship with my customer and I want them to get to know me and I want to drip on them, for lack of a better term, <laughs> then I'm going to do that via email because that is more kind of a long-term automation type experience. And I want to save my chat marketing subscribers for like notifications only. I want to train them that when they get a message from me, then they better jump because it's going to be super valuable and they better open that email they better or they better open that message they better open that SMS and they better interact with it as just an example i have a client who does facebook lives like five times a day. (laughs) She does she goes and sells specifically through Facebook Lives and 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 the clothes that that she sells, she only has a certain number of each item. And so she's trained her audience that like, hey, I'm not, you know, like there's only three of these shirts in each size available. So she has like avid shoppers who watch her every time she goes live. Well Facebook algorithm, you know, doesn't always play in your favor as a brand. And so She has a list that we've built in ManyChat of almost 30,000 subscribers. And so when she goes live, and I try to limit it, I don't like to do like five notifications a day because to me, that's way too much. But just as an example of one that we ran earlier this week, uh, we did like an omni-channel broadcast and just comparing open rates and click-through rates for the messenger. She had hundred percent delivered hundred percent opened and then a 22% click-through rate. You know, she's like, Hey, we're going live. It's 35% off or, you know, moving to a new warehouse. Like we're, everything's blowing out. Her SMS had, um, a 37% deliverability rate and a 5.2% click-through rate. And then her email had a 12%, uh, 100% delivered delivered rate, 12.8% open rate with a 1.1% click through rate. Oh my gosh! So it's definitely one of those things where it's just like, okay, did you catch that? Like the open rate is the bit like one of the biggest determining factors of if you know if you can if if you can train people to at least open your messages uh-huh. and and jump when you say jump, then you have a better chance of winning that sell. You know, if they're not even opening your messages, if you become like if they become numb to you, then you've lost, right? And so it's this—it's kind of this balance between communication and over-communication, right? And that's why I like to use Messenger as a notification platform as opposed to a communication platform.
2: So, w- would you say that? messenger marketing is more fruitful than email marketing or how, I mean, yeah. How would you answer a question like that? I would say that the purposes
3: are different in what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. So if I'm running a short-term promotion, I'm going to do that via messenger, not via email because I want people to act quickly. If I'm going to be, and this is like like Bath and Body Works, like I'm on their email list and I get like five emails a day. Right. So I've become numb to them, Yeah. but you better believe when it's fall, right. Lisa, like yeah. it's fall. Yeah. I want my leaves scented candle. I want yeah. you know, all those things. Yep. And I'm checking my Bath and Body Works because I know somewhere in there is going to be a coupon code right? Um, because they're just going to hound me with it over and over. And, and, and maybe their soaps are on sale this week and I need to get my, you know, uh, hand sanitizer. So, so I think that there's a different kind of use case that once again, it, I think it comes down to time sensitivity of of the offer itself. And where I do a lot with Amazon sellers, um, most of their offers are super, super hot, limited time, right. you know, uh, and specific time-based offers. And right. so, um, and so we don't do a lot of email marketing because
1: I, I want to train my list to jump my say dump. Wow. That's so interesting. And since you mentioned Amazon already, um, well, Email marketing and Amazon there, it's, it's very, two, two very different things. Cause on Amazon, you basically, you don't own that context, right? So is there a way to somehow get Amazon's customers email addresses through many chat and like add them to your email list and do it like legally because i know that there are a lot of like illegal ways to do that people are promoting the services and amazon is very protective of that data but is there a way to retrieve like those emails safely and like legally? Short answer, no.
3: Long answer is it depends on what you're wanting to do with your campaign. So a lot of the times what I'm doing with Amazon sellers is we are creating buyers and sending those, you know we're running a facebook ad and that ad is sending people to a many chat campaign and we're able to you know present an offer and follow up with people directly inside of the campaign and part of that is acquiring their email addresses their sms information and then following up requesting your reviews those kinds of things and so when i'm creating my own amazon buyers and yes i they they started with me and i own all their data okay so you basically just like send the traffic to to amazon right Correct. Now, if you are trying to what I call harvest your Amazon buyers from Amazon directly, you there is not an integration between ManyChat and Amazon where Amazon's like, "Hey, sure, <laughs> you know, here's their user." No, 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 no. So there's other workarounds for getting to know who your buyers are, and there's motivations for Amazon sellers to know who their buyers are. First and foremost is following up and requesting reviews, which is kind of the currency of Amazon right? Social proof. And, uh, and there's some methods for, for getting to know who those buyers are. Um, some of those are gray area for terms of service. And so I, I don't ever talk about like black hat techniques just because I'm, you know, I want people to trust me and know that I'm not going to get them in trouble, uh, with Amazon, but there's, there's simple things like having built into your product packaging, um, some sort of offer or qr code or messenger uh, or many chat url or people can you know go to a landing page to claim their offer and it kicks it, it kicks off a many chat campaign you know and follows up with them directly and 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 starts that direct relationship one of the one of my favorite kind of ways to use these techniques is to use amazon as an acquisition tool because you've already run, won, won the first sale, but what about the second sale? What about monthly recurring revenue? you know those kinds of things and, and, and moving the relationship direct that's That's like one of my favorite things to do with Amazon sellers is to teach them how to start how to start a direct relationship with their customers and use Amazon as an acquisition source.
1: I know that some people are doing this thing when they say put some kind of like insert in their product with like a link or QR code or something like that. So like, hey, here's the QR code, go back and get some kind of like a freebie or get the discount for your next product or something. Because for a lot of our clients who we work with, the constant struggle is to be bringing those people from Amazon to their own platforms so you like initially like own that right. that context so you can like start building the relationship with them and you can like send yep. them promotion and stuff like that so do you do you know any like quick tricks for like how to get people like who purchased from Amazon and who are not necessarily like your customers from Facebook, do you know how to get them to, to like, yeah. So,
3: product, so just like, just like I mentioned, product inserts is one, one channel uh, to utilize because you know that, that your product that product insert is going to get in front of 100% of mm-hmm. Amazon buyers people who buy that product. They're not your customers yet. They're Amazon's customers. Um, And product inserts are a great way to get in front of them. Now, there's kind of two things that you have to pay attention to with having a, um, a successful product insert. And the first is to be seen. And the mm-hmm. second is to be compelling. So what you don't want is to have your product insert be a part of the throwaway experience. You know, like right. I'm sure you ladies have done it where you're you're opening that Amazon box and you're pulling stuff out of it. And you're unwrapping maybe some things that are in poly bags. And then you're just like right next to the recycling bin and just throwing off the trash yeah, in there. Yeah. And you want to interrupt that experience and have something that, that jumps out. And and um and you know, for supplement sellers, it's a sticker on the lid. You know, if you sell a consumable, you need that product insert or that sticker somewhere they're gonna see that every time they use the product or access the product. Right. If you uh you know, you need a postcard at least. You know where it makes sense, or if you can provide something that's part of the instructions for using the product. You know that's valuable as well. But if you're just going to be on the uh, the external part of the product that just gets thrown away, you are not going to be interrupting that that uh, throwaway experience. And then the second thing is to be compelling. You know, a lot of people are like, "This is a lead magnet, right? This is this is this is where you are going to you know present your offer." And if it's just like, "Hey, register a warranty," guess what? That's not compelling, you know? Yeah, like I not at, all. I, <gasps> not not at all. all. I I bought a fridge a couple of years ago. And I am, um, that's like a major expense, right? Yeah. That's a major purchase and it will break at some point. And I still like, and I get a million emails and, and, and direct mail. It's like, register your warranty, register. on. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, and that's a major expense. Yeah. I'm not going to register a warranty for like a curling iron, you right, know? Right, right, right. So it has to be, you have to really be thoughtful and think of like what is going to be helpful. And, and one of my favorite examples is a client who sell, sells like a beard balm, uh-huh. And he has on his product insert, hey, like, hey, get a free book with a how-to video for applying this and shaping your beard. So it's instructional. And then he also has like a, like a coupon offer, um, you know, for your next order, that sort of thing. But his product it's on the outside package. It's also on the lid of the product itself or on the bottom of the product. So it's, it still is on the product. It's not going to get thrown away. And it's, and it's really, um, you know, a good offer. Supplement sellers, it's free bottle. Usually that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty compelling and, and performs really well. So so you kinda have to first is to be seen and second is to be compelling to, to get people into um, to scan that QR QR code or go type in a, a link because you're taking somebody from an offline experience to an online experience. Right. That means they like really have to be committed
1: and you want to make that as easy and simple as possible to do. Yeah. And you have to bring some value, that's that's for sure with that right. like, additional step. Yeah, something that we did with our brand and we're selling maps on Amazon. So we created the insert uh, with a URL to the PDF book that we have created. And the book is pretty cool. It's about like 20 most iconic hikes and um, national parks in the States. So yeah, there are very like detailed instructions like where, where to stay, where to park, like how much does it cost to get into the park and stuff like that. So the, the book itself it brought Brought a lot of value to customers, and then we uh, basically send that traffic to the landing page, and from there they opted in into the messenger bot, and that's how they like basically got the PDF. And we have seen like a lot of success with this little campaign, so that's something that I can definitely suggest you guys to 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 try. Okay, cool. Well, uh, one of the last questions, and this is like a tricky one, Michelle. Do you think that chatbots will eventually like replace email marketing completely.
3: Um I would say that this, like there's there's a couple of layers to that question. The first is that the future of communication is going to be well the the reality is the the present and the future of communication is going to be chat where people want to connect with individuals and brands in private conversations. Mm-hmm. And as a consumer, you want if you're going to have a conversation, you have a specific end goal in mind for that. You know, whether that's a, a support need or you're wanting to shop or, or do something like that. And you know, mobile devices I'm sure you're already seeing, but like with Amazon, 70% of our campaigns are done via mobile device. And so the ability to interact and have that private one-on-one conversation, albeit automated, is, um, is extremely valuable for the end user experience. Yeah. What I foresee is that email marketing is going to become more integrated with chat marketing. And it's not an either or, it's an and experience. Um, Just like I kind of mentioned earlier, where our campaigns are now omnichannel, meaning we start, we communicate, you know, and send a broadcast maybe to all platforms and then maybe follow up via email and SMS if certain actions aren't happening, you know, and and starting conversations over again, deeper into the funnel. So what I see is more integrated marketing between these channels, not a replacement of these channels. It's, it's like when people say, well, oh, did email marketing kill direct mail? No, no. Direct mail is still... Uh, still exists and still a valuable communication channel. You just, how you use those channels are different and and the channels can be integrated together. So that's how I see and how I use email marketing and chat marketing. It's not a replacement, it's a integrative experience. That's
2: cool. Well, that's very relieving for us in email marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but I I totally see where you're coming from. We actually had an interview, um pretty recently with a gentleman who created a company called Ignite Post and they do direct mail and they basically have found a way to integrate their platform with Klaviyo and so essentially it's like you have like this follow-up of direct mail from the emails that are going out and the campaigns that are going out to these customers um, yeah. and they have like omnichannel. a omni-channel. it's omnichannel yeah. it's just like
3: as marketers we gotta hit everybody if we have that information you better believe we're gonna use it yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> no for sure for sure absolutely um, okay Michelle so this is our very last question and it's a little more generic um what advice would you give your younger self about um starting a business and and primarily going into kind of the marketing avenues that you've gone into thus far oh that's not a
3: simple question that's not an easy question the hardest one for last come on girl um you know marketing marketing is an ever-evolving Area yeah. right. Yeah. I have a one of my best friends owns an accounting firm, and, and I mean besides software updates and things like that, accounting hasn't changed in like a thousand years. You know, <laughs> it's debits and credits, and right. I don't know bookkeeping, but um, that's not true. But like, <laughs> but marketing, like, guaranteed in the conversation in the time we've had this conversation, a new marketing tool has just you know launched in the marketplace yeah. somewhere for somebody. Right? Yeah, it's ever evolving and ever changing, and and so. I think the thing is, is that whether it's to my younger self or just to anybody who has um, a marketing agency or is serving um, as a marketing professional, is that you have to focus and you have to create um, an audience niche that you are going to serve, and then you have to kind of like be a groundhog and pop your head up and see what's going on in the marketplace and be like, okay, do I need to pivot? Is this is this client? you know, is this client, the clientele that I'm serving, you know, is it continuing to serve me? Are there going to be some massive changes coming down the pipeline? You know, and with Amazon, I'm constantly having to do that and being like, okay, what's the future of working with Amazon sellers? And, and thankfully for me, it's, there's going to be a long future there. Right. But, um, you know, you always have to be analyzing like, okay, is it the right offer? Is it the right audience? you know, like, is this, is this the right thing for me to be attaching myself to and try not to be a marketing generalist because gosh, at the end of the day, that's not what your clients need. They need somebody who is going to be an expert in a specific area. So, you know, as, as many pivots as I've had in my business, I'm grateful to, um, to have had those because, because I would never have recognized the many chat opportunity if I hadn't spent the years building marketing funnels, you know, and I wouldn't have gotten into building digital marketing funnels and creating my own business if I hadn't had the 12 plus years doing corporate marketing, you know, so experience leads to experience. And I think the biggest thing is, is that you can't be living in a land of FOMO. Mm-hmm. You have to do your best with what you have available and, and, uh, and pivot where it makes sense, you know? So like, you know, hopefully I've, I've opened your eyes today and maybe some of your listeners' eyes to the, the opportunity with chatbots and the integrative marketing opportunities that exist with email marketing and chatbots. And, and so the opportunity now is like, okay, what can we learn to be able to offer this service to our email marketing clients and, and create an omni-channel communication experience that benefits them overall? It's not necessarily about the platform. It's about what oh, the customer needs and can I provide that?
2: Yeah. No, for, I mean you've definitely, definitely opened our eyes. I think both Vera and I are like, whoa, we did not realize how many possibilities are available with chatbots. This is nuts, and now it's like the kind of, we love these interviews for our for our podcast episodes because we get all this information, and then we're like, ah, now we have to tell all our clients so they can leverage all of this. So then we go back <laughs> and forth and tell them like, hey, we discovered this new thing, but you don't understand, like it's amazing and it's way better than what you would think, and yeah, so it, this this kind of stuff gets us really excited because it's nice to hear about the different marketing avenues that kind of sort of like integrate and kind of uh, come together as like a really nice big puzzle with email marketing because it shouldn't just be about email marketing, like you've said a few times now is it's omni-channel. So like the more information you can get about your consumer or the the demographic that you're trying to target, the better, because the better you'll have kind of a, I guess, an influence over them um, if you can even say it like that. So yeah, it's uh, the
3: ability, ability to reach and communicate with. Yeah. I mean, that's really what, that's really what it comes down, down to. Um, and I think if, if anybody's feeling overwhelmed by this and being like, Oh my goodness. It's, yeah, this is amazing. What I always recommend is that you start with like with one, customer and you build a case study, you do something for free for them and you get your feet wet and you build something out. And now you have a case study that you can then take back to, um, them and get them to start paying you for it. Number one, and then take it to, you know, future clients who have, you know, shared objectives and, and start to start to,
2: uh, you
3: know, offer those services uh, more broadly. I love it. Michelle, thank
2: you so much for today. We really, really, really appreciate it. This was incredible, (laughs) very eye-opening. Where can we uh, kind of like tell our listeners to find you? Like, um, can they find you on LinkedIn or is there like another avenue where they can um, just find more about you and about ManyChat overall?
3: Yeah, I mean, I have some webinars that I've done specifically with ManyChat. I mean, if you Google my name, Michelle Brown-Smith, there's gonna be a ton of stuff that comes up, but I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also, um, I'm launching my own SaaS platform, which is a for Amazon sellers to be able to build many chat campaigns more easily. Um, And it's called EasyBot. So if you go to easybot.com, you can join our waitlist there. We'll be launching in a couple weeks. And or you can reach out to us at support at yourmarketingtherapy.com to be able to speak with somebody on my team and
2: learn how you can work with us. Okay. Amazing. Michelle, thank you again so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's been awesome I'm so tired I've rung myself out for you <laughs> I've given it all <laughs> there's nothing left I don't know anything else
1: <laughs> oh, a lot of food for thoughts yeah. for us that's, really? that's for sure and by the way guys all of the all of the resources and links that they were mentioned in this uh, podcast we will link them in the description box so just like scroll down and you'll find everything that we talked about and hey don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your e-commerce friends um if you have any questions at all and you'd like us to feature either you on the podcast or maybe you know someone who would like to be featured in our podcast just send them at flowium.com ask and also all the resources uh, we mentioned and Even more uh, will be linked in the description, as I mentioned. And if you want to get involved in our community, and we do have a pretty awesome community of e-commerce marketers and entrepreneurs, join us at flowium.com slash community. And by the way, I know a lot of information here, but if you're interested in getting some more advice on how to establish a solid email marketing strategy just visit us at flowium.com slash contact and uh, sign up for a free consultation. So people like me or Alyssa or some other account managers, they can just like give you a quick overview of your existing email marketing strategy and maybe say where you can...
2: Perfect. And guys, next week, make sure that you tune in because we do actually have another interview for you. So, even more good stuff that you'll be looking forward to. We'll actually be talking to Sina Mobasser from Tapcart. So, if you are an e commerce owner and you are dying to get a savvy, user friendly, really cool mobile app, but you're looking at a developer potentially creating that for you and you're like, whoa, that's way out of the budget, you will definitely want to listen to next week's episode. Uh, because TapCart might just be the resource that you need to add on to your uh, e-commerce brand. So make sure that you listen. Do not miss next week. Thank you again for today, Michelle. It was super, super insightful. I'm I'm excited to, to harass all my clients about this now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, if you need me, I'm here for you. So <laughs> they can you. guide you in your harassment.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales. Because great emails equals revenue squared.
0: Just in 2022, we help our e-commerce client generate over 250 millions in revenue through effective email marketing strategy. And now we can help you too. Stop missing out on the potential revenue your email could be generating for your business right now. Take advantage of our free email marketing audit today and let our team help you optimize your email for maximum conversion. Go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. It's F L O W I U M dot com slash a u d i t flown dot com slash audit